Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call. They'd write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump. Remain indoors. This is the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of a sentient caps lock key to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is hedging. No Latin? Just hedging. Just hedging, yeah. No no alternative titles for this one. So yeah. hedging is basically where you change your story or change your, your point of view based on refutation or, or people making a good argument on the other side, but don't right. acknowledge that you've changed your point of view at all. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like moving the goalposts in a way, but instead yeah. of you're not, you're not kind of shifting the narrative or you're not, you're not doing anything, you're, you're just changing, you're claiming that you've always held this point of view, basically. Right. Um, yeah. Which is yeah. kind of weird. But um, yeah. but Trump does does do this, and we've seen a lot of this uh, recently, which is why yeah. uh, we picked this fantasy. Mm-hmm. So uh, our first example is, I think, the most egregious from Trump. I didn't think, I mean, I have seen that where people uh, actually liked it, but I didn't feel different. I've always known this is a, this is a real, this is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. All you had to do is look at other countries. So he was asked, you know, why the shift in tone, basically? What was it that led him to kind of suddenly start taking it seriously after he'd been saying it was all nonsense and the the WHO were overblowing the the uh, mortality rate and all of this stuff? Yeah. And he's just said, oh, I haven't, sh- haven't changed at all. I always ah, knew it was serious. I always, I always knew it was a pandemic. Yeah. Always <laughs> which is, which is bold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we can check. Yes, yeah. at the very least, we can go back and go. Well, no, this, we were here yesterday, and you said that. And you go, yeah. oh no, no, no! I've always believed <laughs> all along. But it is that kind of thing where you can you can use those terms of phrase where you're slightly, you know, you're not committing to anything, which he does all the time when he says, uh-huh. "Oh, yeah, many many people have said," which allows him an out later on. Yeah, he's not uh, saying he was saying it. Just other people are saying it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't say I've I've always said that. You know, often. Yeah, yeah. He does. He does all that thing where he just moves it across. Yeah, yeah. The other the other great thing is in that he says, you know, I I knew it was a pandemic. All you needed to do was look at other countries, which is basically the definition of a pandemic. Of a pandemic. If it's in lots yeah. of other countries, it's already yeah. a pandemic. Yeah. So that's, that's all you need to do. And I, I've known it even before it was called a pandemic. Yeah. No, you didn't. You denied it was a pandemic. That was the I very so thing much about you said it stuff. wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, people have often wondered. Yeah. 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 Mr. Uh, so, um, so our second Trump example comes from his assertions of what Google were doing, and uh, this is what he said in one of his daily press conferences. Uh, I want to thank the people at Google and Google Communications because, as you know, they uh, substantiated what I said on Friday. Uh, the head of Google, who's uh, a great gentleman, said uh, called us and he apologized. I don't know where the press got their fake news, but they got it someplace. But as you know, this is from Google. They put out a release, and uh, you guys can figure it out yourselves and how that got out. And I'm sure you'll apologize. So in in his head, 
he's brought yeah. the receipts to prove that the news is making stuff up and he was always right in what he said about Google. Here's what yeah. he said on Friday that he's referring to. He said, yeah. I want to thank Google. Google is helping to develop a website. It's going to be very quickly done, unlike websites of the past, to determine whether a test is warranted and to facilitate testing at a nearby convenient location. So he's saying, and, and um, Deborah Burks, the coronavirus task force coordinator, was saying that Google were making this website that would help you to basically figure out whether you need to have a test or not right. yeah. and then tell you where you could go to get an easy test. Whether This yeah. was the press conference in the Rose Garden where they were had all of the CEOs from various companies and Walmart was talking about giving over parts of their parking lots to, to drive through tests and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, what the media reported was Google don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is basically what came out and less than an hour after the press conference. Yeah. Um, Google tweeted a, a statement from Verily, which is an associated company to Google. They're part of Alphabet, which is the company that owns Google, yeah. but Verily is a, a life sciences and healthcare subsidiary. And what they were doing was was working, they were in the early stages of working on a website that people could use to, to right. figure out if they needed a test that would only be for the Bay Area of San Francisco. Yeah, uh, right. Um, okay. So <laughs> so it was, it was not what Trump said at all. It no. wasn't Google. And yeah, and it wasn't, as the kind of useful thing that he was suggesting was happening. Yeah. Now, yeah. the the press release that Trump held up and said, look, this is Google telling you that what I said was right and what you printed was fake news. That was about a totally different website, which Google said that, that they would work on, which was simply to give people information about coronavirus, just like the latest yeah. updates and kind of good good practice basically telling people to wash their hands and that kind of thing yeah it was not a website where you could screen yourself and figure out if you needed a test and where you could go for a test yeah. it wasn't that at all but trump was saying look see this is the thing i was talking about at that yeah, yeah. press conference where i said something completely different well he's up <laughs> but that's that's basic this is realize that hedging is is basically what he does isn't it? That's mm -hmm. his. That's his modus operandi, all the time. It's like the, the when he did the the thing of the path of the hurricane. Yeah, oh, just absolutely. Kind of goes, yeah. I was talking about the hurricane, and here it is. Here's the yeah. thing I was talking about. Well, you weren't, and because yeah. and the thing that you're holding up has been altered with a sharpie. <laughs> so yeah, there is a certain amount of gaslighting that is required yeah. to to make hedging work. Basically, yeah. you are you are essentially just looking people straight in the eye and going, I didn't say what you think I said. I yeah, said yeah. what I'm saying now. <laughs> yeah, these are not the droids you were looking for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, we weren't even looking for droids. No, you weren't even looking for droids. <laughs> yeah. And now is the time, I think, for Mark's British politics. Corner. Well, far be it from me to say it, but, oh, God, I miss Brexit. So with... Um, <laughs> There were like no ministers deferring to experts for the truth. There was no help for the imminently unemployed. There was no dismissing of what might happen as Project Fear. And there was the £350 million for the NHS promised back in 2016. So my example is how that got promised and then how subsequently members of the, of the Leave campaign and then members of the Tory party 
kind of changed slightly what they did. They're not moving the goalposts, but they're just kind of sidestepping it and saying, oh, well, because, you know, well, oh, yeah, you see, it's a subset of and all that kind of stuff. So what I've done is a montage of uh, things from Boris in May 2016 all the way through to Theresa May in um, the pre-election in <laughs> from May to May <laughs> from May to May May 2016 to May in 2017 um, who was uh, for her for that election when she called a snap election she was still talking people were saying to her okay about this 350 million um, and we'll put up I've edited the video together and put the dates on and we'll put that video somehow make that available on the show notes as well so here they all are the voices we hear are Boris, Nigel Farage, Jeremy Hunt, the Health Secretary, Jacobs Rees-Mogg, Anna Subri, Theresa May, and then Boris again, and uh, Robert Peston. And if we vote leave on June the 23rd, we can take back control of £350 million a week and spend on our priorities here in this country, including on the National Health Service. We can take back control. But you're not guaranteeing that that money as promised, will go well, to you the must, NHS. You must understand, I was ostracised by the official Leave campaign and, did my, and as I've always done, there, did my own thing. Do you think, did well, Boris apologise to you for making well, we, that pledge? Well, we haven't left the EU yet. We are going to be leaving the EU. And, and obviously, when we do, if that released money for uh, extra money for the NHS, no one would be more thrilled than me. But that is some way off around here. But it's a matter of choice for governments. I do not have £350 million in my personal bank account, so I will not sign your cheque, and I'm not authorised to sign for Her Majesty's government. It's a shocker. And we did say it wasn't true. A number of claims made during the referendum campaign on both sides of the argument, and there were some passionately held views and some really um, you know, passionate arguments on both sides. Why is it not in the manifesto? Why is it not in the manifesto? It is, actually. It's not there. Theresa May, she said it at the, at the launch of our manifesto. She didn't. She said the only I was way... there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Boris still lying about it. And, in fact, a year later on, there, Sarah Wollaston, who was another Tory MP, uh, was on the radio saying that he is still lying about this and, we ought, and ought not to be. Because, you know, and as it's turned out, um, the 350 million, well, where is it? Well, weirdly, um, the NHS has been given a whole bunch of money by yeah. um, the, our new Chancellor, uh, Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi, Rishi Sunak. In that montage, what's interesting is that the only one who isn't hedging is Anna Subri, who said, well, yeah, we, we did lie about that. It wasn't true. <laughs> And we knew it. We said it wasn't true. We said it. Wasn't she true. said, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. And you go, <laughs> Which well, is yeah. So she's kind of hedging. <laughs> it's kind of a. It's a. It's a. An inverse hedge. Is it? Is it a reverse hedge? What is, what is that? Yeah. So actually, I'm hedging from the the what we said by saying, well, we did say it wasn't true. <laughs> uh, well, no, we didn't. That's the the most hedge, but also the least hedged. And I did like um, Rhys Mogg's one because that was following this guy who went to the Tory party conference that year in October 2016 with a large cheque for £350 million made out to the NHS to try and get a Tory member of parliament <laughs> to sign it. And Rhys Mogg 
you know, everyone dismissed it as a gimmick. Oh, that was a bit, that's a bit of a gimmick. You're having a laugh there. Yeah, not like the one that you had, guys. Um, and Reese Morgan, in a very pragmatic way, dismissed it by saying, I haven't got £350 million pounds in my personal account. Well, yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, he probably has, yeah. <laughs> and he can't sign on behalf of the Majesty's government. Okay, fair enough, yeah. But yes, he definitely, definitely has. Okay, so example number two I've got um, is uh, bang up to date. So this is Pretty Patel, our alliterative perma-smirking Home Secretary, because he's got no time for G's on the end of anything with an ing. Um, for our smiling, grinning pretty, she's too busy showing her teeth and exuding grim determination. And on the 19th of February 2020, she announced the point before coronavirus all happened. She announced a points based immigration system to stop low skilled, low wage workers that we've come to rely on coming into the UK from the EU. Those skill, low-wage, low-cost labour coming in from the EU, which we have become dependent upon through our membership of the European Union and through free movement of labour, our approach to the points-based system is for the brightest and the best. It's for the high skills that we do need to be a highly productive, highly efficient and highly dynamic economy. So there's this, there's this kind of uh, position that she seems to be holding that... We don't want this to be happening. There's something wrong with that. Um, whereas there was a, a study done by an organization called Migration Observatory, which estimated that there are 500,000 EU workers in low-skilled low jobs um, in the UK, 132 in elementary cleaning jobs, 120,000, 132,000, that was 120,000 in basic hospitality jobs such as coffee shops, 96,000 in warehouses, 91,000 in factory plants, 26,000 on building sites, 89 were truck van and taxi drivers, 82,000 worked in care services, 74,000 in food processing, 68,000 are shop assistants, and 54,000 in other administrative jobs. All the kinds of jobs that are currently you know, pretty much uh, identified in the UK as essential workers and are encouraged to stay at work, um, keep serving the economy. In fact, the economy is, is being powered by them to enable people to work at home. They're only able to do that if they can go to the supermarket, still get um, you know, health care, uh, get parcels delivered, all of those kind of low-skilled jobs turn out to be essential. And uh, on the 23rd of March, so three days ago, Stephen Double, the Conservative MP, pointed this out, and Pretty Patel seemed to have hedged her position as in response. One of the things that this current crisis is teaching us is that many people that we consider to be low-skilled are actually pretty crucial to the smooth running of our country and are in fact recognised as key workers. So would uh, my right honourable friend perhaps consider that once we're through this situation, we review our points-based immigration system to reflect the things that we've learned during this time? <laughs> my honourable friend makes a very, very important point, and we've never said that people at lower skill levels are unimportant. And as we know right now, through this crisis, everybody is making a tremendous contribution and effort when it comes to keeping all services functioning and running, while at the same time ensuring care and compassion for workers and service provision that is essential um, right now. 
We will absolutely, through the points-based immigration system, as I have already committed to keep all aspects of that under review, but the important thing with the points-based system is that we will ensure that points are tradable based on the skills and the labour market need that is required across particular sectors. So there's the hedging going on in there that she would keep this under review and that the points-based system would alter as the market demands or you know the labor market demands so when there are a need for essential workers you know who were uh, who aren't rocket scientists but are able to keep the supermarkets running then the implication seems to be that they will be they will score higher points and when yeah. she says when she says that low skilled workers aren't important well that's exactly what it means the points based system yeah absolutely is, yeah. that's yeah, how you exactly. measure their importance is based yes. on how many points they're worth essentially got. <laughs> that, yeah yeah but it's just, just but we never said it, that we never said that no that never said that i've people, always said no. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're important. They get, well, no, you haven't. That's exactly what you haven't said. And as a an extra bonus, see, I'm predicting a future hedge is growing as we speak. Um, insofar as new hospitals are now being built at the Excel Centre Exhibition Centre in East London, and also the exhibition centres in Birmingham and Manchester are be- becoming temporary hospitals. And retired staff are not yet fully done their final exams. Medical staff are working for the NHS. Okay, we might be about to commit a fallacy, but I predict that this will be used to show that when Matt Hancock and Boris Johnson both said, when we covered it in episode 39, Invincible Ignorance, that the Tories have promised more hospitals and more nurses, this will turn out to have been it. They yeah. will hedge that. They will say, well, as we always so, yeah, said. We did, yes. Yeah, we said yeah. that we would, and this, then we did. This is what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's the hedge right there happening. course rem with the only possible song to play <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it i feel fine yeah yeah so uh in the fallacy in the world we like to talk about the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective and this week our first example comes from the best romantic comedy ever made which is when harry met sally yeah uh, and this is from early on in the film uh, if you haven't seen when harry met sally honestly what have you been doing with your lives i mean yeah God, there, there's it. plenty of time now Seek it out, yeah. get it, download it <laughs> from somewhere. You can yeah. watch it. But this is um, the the kind of first meeting between Harry and Sally is when they drive from Chicago to New York when they're going to college. And this is later on, a few years later, they, they meet on a plane. You were a good friend of... Um... Amanda's. I can't believe you can't remember her name. What do you mean? I can remember Amanda, right? Amanda Rice. Reese. Reese, right. That's what I said. Whatever happened to her? I have no idea. You have no idea? You were really good friends with her. We didn't make it because you were such good friends. You went with her. And was it worth it? The sacrifice for a friend that you don't even keep in touch with? Harry, you might not believe this, but I never considered not sleeping with you a sacrifice. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
You were going to be a gymnast. A journalist. Right, that's what I said. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, that's fundamentally it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is this is a, a really quick example of hedging. Yeah. Because <laughs> Harry is immediately called out and just claims that he said the thing that is yeah. the, the right answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he does that a couple of times. Um, now, our second example is also from when Harry met Sally, and it's just yeah. kind of a few, few moments later uh, as they're walking through the airport. And one of the things that they talked about on their journey from Chicago to New York was Harry's theory that men and women can't ever be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. Would you like to have dinner? Just friends. I thought you didn't believe men and women could be friends. When did I say that? On the ride to New York. No, 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 no. I never said this. Yes, that's right. They can't be friends. Unless both of them are involved with other people, then they can this is an amendment to the earlier rule. If the two people are in relationships, the pressure of possible involvement is lifted. That doesn't work either, because what happens then is the person you're involved with can't understand why you need to be friends with the person you're just friends with. Like it means something is missing from the relationship and why do you have to go outside to get it? Then when you say, no, 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 it's not true, nothing is missing from the relationship, the person you're involved with then accuses you of being secretly attracted to the person you're just friends with, which you probably are, make them on. Who the hell are we kidding? Let's face it. Which brings us back to the earlier rule before the amendment, which is men and women can't be friends. So where does that leave us? Harry, goodbye. So (laughs) this is an interesting one because Harry kind of tries to hedge he tries to change his original idea that men and women can't be friends uh, and claim that actually this is an amendment he kind of owns up to the fact that he's amending it because because there's a new rule but then he goes back to his original idea and says yeah actually they can't they can't be friends so yeah he's kind of changing it twice in a way yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. sticking to his original at the same time so yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a great great film so that rem- uh, it reminds me of, of, in a in a way of uh, Waldorf and Statler. There's a bit where they're sitting in the in the uh, box at the Muppet Show, and they're going, um, "God, that was terrible. I hated it, except for that bit. I really liked it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So changing changing opinion in the same breath almost. Yeah. So yeah. one kind of real life example that that comes up. Um, related to media a lot is a thing called retconning which is where people in a a series of books or a tv show uh, or a a series of films with sequels and stuff change the um the canon change the continuity Mm -hmm. and act like it's always been like that (laughs) and just and just make out that that nothing's really changed the most egregious version of this was uh, one that we've mentioned in passing before, which is uh, series nine of Dallas. The the last yeah. <laughs> um, last scene in the last episode, May sixteenth, nineteen eighty six. Pam Ewing woke up and heard the shower on and went into the bathroom, opened up the shower, and there was Bobby Ewing, who had died in the last episode yeah. of the nineteen eighty four eighty five season when he had been run over. So basically, they brought Bobby back, and in that said that this had all been a dream the entire season nine had been a dream um and and none of the stuff that had happened in season nine really happened in the show and so immediately in one fell swoop they got rid of several characters who'd been introduced in season nine they brought back several characters who had died during season nine because because it had been a dream 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And and just pretended that none of that had happened. No, and <laughs> carried on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. And one of the weirdest things was there's a, there was a spin-off from Dallas called Knott's Landing, which used a lot of the same characters, had at least characters who were kind of tangential to the, to the Ewing family. And there were crossover episodes and, and the kind of same storylines were happening and characters would move between the two shows. At this point, the people who made Knott's Landing were not involved in the decision to bring Bobby back and call season nine a dream. And they were really pissed off about it. And several things in their show had changed during that period, (laughs) kind of consequent to Bobby dying. So they didn't know what to do. And they decided, fuck that. We're just going to keep going. So in Knott's Landing, Bobby was still dead and all of the stuff happened. And in Dallas, he was alive again and it had all been a dream. And from that point on, there were no more crossover episodes and no more kind of switching characters. So it's like a parallel universe (laughs) going on. Wow. It's a bit like the edicts that go out in uh, the novel 1984, where, you know, the Ministry of Truth is constantly rewriting history because we you know we've always been at war with Eurasia um yeah, you know, we, absolutely. we've never been at war with um the other lot and this is how, and their entire department is about going through all the newspapers to change that um those historical bits so it's and occasionally and I think even Winston finds an example of some history from the last time um, the hedging was done and the story was changed and he's got one and it doesn't match with everything else and that's what gets him into trouble so we're gonna we're gonna play fake news folks i love the game it's a great game i understand the game as well as anybody as well as anybody yes it's time for fake news the game where i read out three trump quotes two of which are real and one i made up and mark has to figure out which one is fake news yeah, you see, now this game, right? So I, I'm, you maintain that I'm losing, but it's only because what we're doing in your set of rules is that I've got to score more than you. And actually, <laughs> all I need to do is just score some of them. And that's a perfectly reasonable um, stance to take. And actually, yeah, when, I... I say, when I say some of them, I mean like <laughs> one or two of them is enough to score. Well, when I say one or two, what I actually mean, and which is I've always maintained this, is that in order to win, I don't need to score anything. So what I'm doing is just a bonus. And no, I think I've never said you're losing. I've always, I've always said you're doing really well in this game. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the theme this week, uh, yep. the shared item between these uh, quotes, is basically that these are all about coronavirus. They are all okay. from a um, a kind of one of one of Trump's standing by the White House lawn press conferences that he okay. he does, and they're all from February twenty eighth. So they are kind of into the coronavirus, but not um, not where we are now. Yeah. Um, so statement number one. Some countries you see are not doing so good. Others are doing good. We're doing excellent. We're really, we're doing an excellent job. And I think a lot of that is down to the great doctors and the great, the great everybody who is doing such a good job. If we didn't have the people we have, it would be a very different story and not a good story. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We are, 
We are really good, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. State number two, the, the 15 people, likewise, we have them down to a much lower number. They're in good shape. Most of them are in really good shape. One of the people is, I wouldn't say not doing well, but is very, very sick, but she's hopefully getting better. <laughs> but we're at the same number. We've only, so essentially we've only had 15. And a lot of that is because I called it early. Statement number uh, three. Okay. <laughs> we'll just keep doing a good job. We're ordering a lot of lot of supplies, and we're ordering a lot of a lot of elements. Frankly, we wouldn't be ordering unless it was something like this. But we're ordering a lot of different elements of medical. We are working on cures, and we're getting some very good results. Okay, uh, fr frankly, we wouldn't be ordering unless it was something like this. We're ordering a lot of those. Well, of well yeah, that elements yeah. of medical. Elef ele <laughs> a lot of different. Elements of medical. <laughs> we're working on cures and we're getting a very good result. Well, no, no. See, that's see that. Oh, it's just that bullshit salesman thing, isn't it? And that one people, one of these people, I wouldn't say not doing well, but he's very, very <laughs> sick. <laughs> but but she's hopefully getting better. This is the same guy that said, "Don't let them off the cruise ship because what <laughs> that will do is double our numbers uh -huh. and." Because it's all about numbers when you've got your eye on the election. Oh, God. So the 15 people, likewise, we have them down. We have the 15 down to a much lower number. So it's because he called it early. Call, call what early? It's going, here it comes. Look out. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, that, that's making a difference. It's like bloody King Canute sitting there saying, go back. I've called it. I am Trump. Okay, we keep doing a good job. Some countries are not doing so good. Others are doing good. We're doing excellent. We're really doing an excellent job. That's down to the great, great everybody. Oh, my God, they're all such crap, aren't they? <laughs> God. Uh, and they're all just, just that whole desperate trying to find some positive spin on something or other. It's the kind of things you say when you really don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just and just keep talking. got no grip of it at all. <laughs> and you just, yes, exactly. At which point in the, in the UK, Boris would just go, okay, over to the chief medical officer <laughs> and, and just get somebody that has grown up and is responsible to say something. But they've... Oh, God. Right, okay. So I've got to pick one out of these nonsensical things. Uh, okay. Now, the 15, I remember he's talking about the 15, and, like, the very next day it went up to 34 or something. So I think that one's probably real. Okay. We wouldn't be ordering this unless... See, I've, I want that one to... <laughs> I just want to hear him say it. So it's a great everybody that we were saying as well. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm going to go for, I think, I think number one is the one that you made up. Okay. So of the other two, which are you more convinced that he said? <laughs> uh, the 15. Because the other okay. one, I just, I just, I think is wishful thinking. I just wanted <laughs> to say it. 
so fifteen people. Yes, yeah, so number two. I'm okay. more confident about. So statement number two. Is the wrong word. Is yeah. yeah. Real. The fifteen people. Likewise, we have them down to a much lower number. They're in good shape. Most of them are in really good shape. Uh, one of the uh, people is. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say not doing well, but it's uh, very. She's very sick, but she's hopefully getting better. Uh, but we're at the same number. We've only so yeah. in, essentially we've only had fifteen, and a lot of that's because I called it early. <laughs> it's it with this hedging going on in there straight away, isn't it? They're good shape. Most of them are in good shape. One of them is. Well, I wouldn't say not doing well, but it's very sick. But it's hopefully getting better. And we're at the same number as as when I started this sentence. (laughs) So essentially, we've only had 15. Oh, and just to remind you, I'm responsible for the success of everything. (laughs) This is because I called it. Yeah. God, and, just and in case fair, we forgot. To him, he is responsible don't, for there don't. being 15 at oh, that point because yeah, yeah. he's responsible for the lack of testing that showed them that yeah. they had way more than 15 yeah. cases at that point. <laughs> and he wouldn't let the people off the cruise ship. Yeah. So it would have so, gone, it would have been more. So it, yeah. is, so it the, is thanks the fact to that him. We're counting only 15. Yeah. It's thanks to him that at that point they only knew they had 15 confirmed yeah. cases. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so you also think statement number three is real, or you would like statement number three? To be real? I would like statement number three to be real. Yeah, and yeah. statement number three is yeah, yeah, real. No, oh we'll just God. keep doing a good job. We're ordering a lot of supplies. We're ordering a lot of a uh, lot of elements that, frankly, we wouldn't be ordering unless it was something like this. But we're ordering a lot of different uh, elements of medical. We are. Working on cures, and we're getting some very good results. <laughs> what? That's just... Why don't you... What? He, he said nothing at all. He said no. less than nothing. We're, we're ordering things. Things that we wouldn't <laughs> have ordered unless it was something like this. Well, that's this is just the thing. This is what you get when you are completely unwilling to learn anything. If yeah. you don't... If you, you know, he's in... Uh, even by this point, end of February, he was in rooms with doctors and, and experts talking about this stuff. It's clear he didn't take anything in at all because he's just not interested in it. If no. he would know, he should know as president what kind of things they're ordering if they were ordering stuff based on yeah. the shortages that they've had. Doesn't I don't think they were ordering a lot of supplies at that point. But, no, um, we but if they were, he should know what they were rather than just having to say elements <laughs> of medical. <laughs> <laughs> elements of medical what is that There's elements of medical that's a brilliant album title isn't it <laughs> elements of medical oh that's by dr feelgood obviously <laughs> wow that is just nonsense isn't it if you were the you do the you do the well. He's never going to do the right thing because it would it moves the spotlight away from him. <laughs> but you you would just go okay. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> I'm going to put you on to the 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 head of pandemic. Oh no, I've dismantled that <laughs> entire department. So that's why he's because because I could do a better job. People people often wonder how because we can get them back. Stuff. We can get them back if we need them. Yeah. You know, that's what you, you do know I mean? with, with like it's like firemen. 
you know if you need yeah, a, if so you if you need you don't employ firefighters when there isn't a fire you wait no for fire. there to be a fire and then you put a job ad in the paper and, yeah. and then they wait go, for some people to apply and then train still... them yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> well yeah no well i i would i i would apply but i've just not i've got no skills in firefighting because there's never been any requirement for firefighters yeah. so yeah mm. <laughs> Oh, so, my God, it makes your head hurt, doesn't it? <laughs> so that means that statement number one was indeed oh. made up by me. Oh, and... right. <laughs> Pretty damn good, though. <laughs> yeah. And the guy, my favourite bit is down to the great doctors and the great the great everybody <laughs> who's doing such a good job. That, if we, that if we really did, if we didn't have was, the people, yeah. we would have... We wouldn't have the people, yeah. <laughs> that it's the not... great everybody was pretty close to yeah. something he did actually say in that, oh, right. in that section. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh god, he was floundering for basically about five minutes while people asked him yeah. questions, and then and then he went, and I think I can go now. And then they asked him a couple more questions. <laughs> god damn it! <sighs> so all oh, of that god. means that you have won this week. Oh. And uh-huh. I think this is like uh-huh. your third in a row. Three. Oh, what? No. Like yeah. No. So you are now on 19 out of 46, which is uh, 41%. A little above average. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's doing well. As I've always said, you're doing very well in this. <laughs> yeah. Never let it be said that I haven't said this. Yes. The UK is finally locked down, and yep. I know that other places that our listeners are, like California, Illinois, and other places are also locked down. So yeah. you're at home with nothing to do now, and some of you have kids to entertain, and uh, yep. you must have run out of board games now. And you must be dreaming of escape. Yes. Yeah. So why not try an escape room that you can do in your own home? Can't wait to get one of these. I know, it's brilliant. You can get these things. You can get escape rooms from a company called Escape the Crate, who was our sponsor this week. So if you go to fallaciousTrump.com slash escape, you can find out all about their latest escape room box and you can sign up and get an escape room in your house and give you something to do while you have nothing else to do and while you are locked in your house. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you can get a, a new box every two months, depending on how long this keeps going on. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, you probably... Oh, I reckon you'd get three, probably. Probably. Prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you've done one, you'll kind of go, why have we never done this before? <laughs> and then you could uh, pack them all up and then put them outside somebody else's door and then socially distance responsibly <laughs> and allow them to, to have it. You'd have to wipe it down with... Uh, uh, sanitizer first, yeah, yeah. 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 So com slash escape. It's time for the part of the show that this week at least is called Misinformation is Not a Logical Fallacy. Now, we talk a lot about Trump's misinformation, um, yeah. but there is, there's stuff out there all the time, and especially, I think, now, uh, it seems, about the coronavirus. There is, there is, uh, there are, Official places like the WHO and the CDC who are trying to give the right answers and and all of the correct information. And there are lots of people using it as an excuse to just talk nonsense. And unfortunately, in some cases, this can be quite dangerous. But um, really, in other cases, it's just about people spreading stuff which isn't true. 
And some of that comes from confirmation bias, where the mm. things that confirm the kind of stuff you already believe are easier to yep. believe, and you maybe accept them with less um, less critical thought. Even if you're really trying to think critically and do the right thing like we do. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of episodes ago, in fact, we kind of in passing talked about a um, a study that said that 38% of Americans would not buy a Corona beer uh, because of the coronavirus. Um, yeah. And we we were wrong. We didn't. We just <laughs> heard that, uh, that it was being reported by lots of places and we thought that sounds stupid, but Americans are stupid, so yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that confirmed yeah. that we thought there's a there's a thirty eight percent section in that country who think Trump is okay. So that sounds about right. That'll be um, them. But yep. yeah, yeah. So we should have really looked into that before we said it because it's yeah. not true. Um, the nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> the survey that was done uh, by a, a PR firm and then put around everywhere, including CNN and, and lots of different places. Um, did ask about people's attitudes towards Corona and Corona beer, but what they asked um, in in that particular question was, would Americans who who drink who drink beer mm-hmm. buy a Corona beer under any circumstances now? And thirty eight percent said no, but of course, yeah. a lot of those just don't like Corona, yeah. so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the number of People who would normally drink Corona or, or reported that they do regularly drink Corona um, who would now stop because of the coronavirus was actually 4%, which is still right. crazy. Still, yeah. <laughs> but significantly <laughs> less numerously crazy than, yeah. than the 38% figure. So there was, there was a kind of a, a leap in uh, from premise to conclusion so they are going, okay, it's beer in the time of the coronavirus. Let's, and here's one called Corona. Would you drink this thing? No. And then everybody just fills in the gap going, ah, yeah. that's because it's called Corona. That, yeah. Whereas the beer drinkers are just going, well, no, I just don't drink light beer that's particularly that kind of a flavor. So it would be interesting to see what they would drink to get an idea of why they wouldn't drink the Corona, probably because it's a different kind of beer. It's a light yeah. beer rather than an ale or it's a, a fruit There are beer many reasons not to drink Corona. On. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what we're saying basically is, you, uh, yeah, just it, when when you read something that confirms what you already think, uh, especially in these times when it's all kind of um, some scary stuff is going on, but it, but also there's a lot of political division and you read something about Trump supporters that you think, yeah, Trump supporters are stupid. It's yeah. easy to just believe things that you read without actually looking into them. And we should have done better looking into it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and we will try and do better in the future and try and remind you also to do better when you're, when you're doing that and, and look into stuff. So that, that, happens and there are there are some things which come out which sound i mean plausible but a little bit crazy and i do tend to when we decide what things we're going to use for the headlines um i i do often go into looking at the the details of it and actually find that what's being put out as a as a tweet isn't quite telling the whole story and it's not as interesting or as um funny 
or whatever as it seemed in the first place and we don't end up using it um and sometimes it's it's i can't quite believe that that's true and then i look into it and it turns out to be true and that's that's kind of scarier in a way (laughs) yeah yeah and sometimes you come across something which is just fucking insane um (laughs) (laughs) like uh liz crokin who is um it depend uh, if depending on what podcasts you listen to you may have come across liz crokin before she is um she claims to be a journalist um in fact i think she's right pub- had she's <laughs> had things published in in things like the observer as well i don't know oh, quite really? how that's worked yeah wow or people um, just quoted her in the observer I d- yeah i mean it's not clear mm-hmm. but um yeah but yeah she is she is a fucking nut job um basically <laughs> she is right. a she is a, a trump supporter and she yep. is a QAnon believer um right. if you haven't come across QAnon, you should look it up cuz it's insane um but they they are all kinds of conspiracy madness um mm-hmm. just the like the the weirdest and craziest and stupidest and most obviously not true conspiracies um are are tended to believe to, to be believed by QAnon uh believers and we have a uh, she posted a video um this week about coronavirus and her theories on it and the things she believes and so we've got um a couple of clips from it i'm going to play uh one and then we'll talk about that and then we'll play another one i also believe that this virus was created by the cabal specifically bill gates and I also believe that the good guys, the White Hats, knew that they were going to release this virus and they intercepted their plans to use this virus as a false flag. And they are now using their plans with the virus against them by using the virus as an excuse to lock down the country and many other countries so the military can go in and safely conduct these raids and military operations to sweep up these criminals. So, wow. If you were, yeah. if you were, if you were pitching <clears throat> that as a movie, people would just go, no, wait a minute, what? So, this guy, so Bill Gates, right, is going to release, he's made this virus, he's going to release it, then the good guys intercept that, and then they're going to use it. They've intercepted the plot because they were going to clamp down the thing. And then Blofeld is busy stroking the white cat. <laughs> Did you say white cat? And, uh, yeah, it's just, what? So, but then, yeah, but so, the, so the key thing is right at the beginning, she says, but, I believe. Yeah. Well, no. You've made it up. I also made up. If you exchange beliefs Here are some with things I've I made, made up, up. Yeah. here's some things I've just invented. So yeah, then she would have no as with, at all. As with a lot of conspiracy theorists, the main thing is whatever you're being told is the truth is not the truth. That's yep. the main thing. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what the alternative is. It's just, you know, you, if you believe the, the story that's being put around by the media that this is a an actual virus... You know, you're crazy. You're a sheep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's really happening, probably, possibly, is that, that this was the virus was created by Bill Gates. Unclear why. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Is usually, <laughs> usually yeah. a lot of Trump supporters or some Trump supporters, at least the, the QAnon believing types. Yeah. Think have said that um, 
this virus is designed to bring down Trump, basically. Um, and okay. and it's kind of it's an attack on Trump or some for some reason they they don't explain why Italy would be involved in that or China or Spain or all of the other countries where lots of people yeah. are dying. When, um, when Bill Gates is only across the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but so Bill Gates created this virus for some unknown reason. Uh, the, the good guys have intercepted the virus, but not done anything about it, not stopped people, these good guys. They haven't stopped people from dying. They haven't stopped it no. from spreading around the world and becoming a pandemic. They've used it. They're using it as cover now that everything is shut down to do the military operations safely, the military raids, because a lot of this right. is the QAnon thing is all based around the fact that celebrities in general are yeah. paedophiles like uh, politicians okay. <laughs> film stars tv stars right. basically anyone rich and famous yeah probably if if they don't believe in your politics are yeah. a paedophile and they are they have big rings of paedophiles they eat babies they sell children and all kinds of stuff um right. and and they move around with impunity because they're famous essentially okay uh, liz crokin has said before that tom hanks didn't have coronavirus. In fact, it was an excuse so that he was out of circulation, basically, an excuse for him to not be seen around because he got arrested for being a paedophile. Um, right. What about, what about the people that have been arrested for <laughs> yeah. being paedophiles? That's something that doesn't come up a lot because this right. is this is a, a thing that seems unexplained is... is that the mili- first of all, why the military involved in doing these yeah. raids and arrests of paedophiles? Secondly, well, just the police. Why are yeah. uh, what has led anyone to think that that we would have a problem with paedophiles being arrested? That they yeah. would need to shut anywhere down in uh, order at to any do point. That. At any point that any paedophile has been arrested, everyone yeah. certainly everyone on the left. Um, whether they whether that paedophile is a Republican or a Democrat has said, yeah, fuck them, lock them up, Good get rid job of them. Too. Yeah, absolutely. The, the uh, law no enforcement has anyone tried right to thing. say, well, that paedophile, he's on our side, so he's he, we'll... you should let him off. Yeah, um, the Republicans did try to elect Roy Moore, but you know, the <laughs> the, yeah. the Democrats don't tend to do that. So no, I don't understand why they think why that you the... need some kind of cover. Yeah. For the military to to go in and make yeah. these mass arrests, which have so never have a, happened. All of these mass arrests yeah, yeah. they talk about. Let's have a global clampdown. Yeah. Let's let's get everybody in the world to do it so that Tom Hanks can get arrested. Yeah. Or move about without being arrested. Yeah. What? So what? that you would think is about as crazy as it could get. Right. Yeah, um, and then crazy. and then she keeps talking. <laughs> right. There's a lot of anons that believe that the White Hats tainted the elite's adrenochrome supply with the coronavirus, and that's why so many members of the elites are getting the coronavirus. If indeed they do have their coronavirus, um, so adrenochrome is a drug that the elites love. It comes. from from children. The drug is extracted from the pituitary gland of tortured children. It's sold on the black market. It's the drug of the elites. It's their favorite drug. It is beyond evil. It's demonic. It is so sick. So there is a theory 
that the White Hats tainted their adrenochrome supply with the coronavirus. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so adrenochrome yeah. is, according to the QAnons, a drug yeah. which is extracted from basically sexually abused children. Um, and right. it comes... And she says it's from the pituitary gland, but surely it would come from the adrenal gland. That's where adrena, uh, adrenaline, yeah. which Americans yeah. call epinephrine, comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that doesn't make sense. But yeah, they, they think that it is because of these terrified children um, yeah. in awful situations somehow create this thing. Yeah. And, and then the elites... Um, that's Take why that. so many members of the elites are getting the coronavirus. Maybe we just get to see the the people that have got the coronavirus because they're in the public eye. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's news why... if Tom Hanks gets yeah. it or Idris Elba yeah. gets it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not yeah. news if Mary down the street gets it. Yeah. Because nobody, um, oh, they go, who? Who is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's obviously because she hasn't got a supply of adrenochrome. <laughs> It also sounds like something from Brave New World, doesn't it? Uh -huh. like Soma. It's to kind of. It's the. It's a, what the fuck? It does, also is doesn't that? explain why so many people who aren't elites are getting it. That doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> unless they're yeah. uh, somehow uh, also adrenochrome we, addicts. We see. I was going to. I was going to explain <laughs> her position there. I was naturally <laughs> going. Oh no! Because what she's saying is the reason the elites are getting it is because the, the good guys have poisoned their supply. They haven't prevented the torture and removal of the fluid from the pituitary glands of children. Yeah, yeah. No, they wouldn't just, do anything they've about just, that. No, they've just spiked the drug the, in order to give it to them. So everybody else who's got it, they've just got it by normal means. Uh, the elites wouldn't get it. Any other way, other than if you spiked, because adre what adrenochrome does is give you immunity from absolutely everything. <laughs> did, did you the, not know this that? Is, so, <laughs> this is like the absolute opposite of Occam's Razor. There are so yeah. many assumptions you need to make for this to be <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, it's it's like what is the least likely thing to actually be happening when? Yeah, the options are there is a virus that anyone can get, and celebrities are people. <laughs> That's yeah. That is a possible reason why they're getting it. Or and, and celebrities and pedophiles who take drugs which are extracted from the glands of the children. good guys who intercepted <laughs> it from Bill Gates, Bill Gates, who was going to release it in order to bring down Trump. You see, basically, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a distraction technique in the same way that Trump uses it in order to blame other people for his lack of leadership and uh, being being able to do anything positive or to do anything about it or to do anything with a kind of humanity involved. <laughs> and so it can't possibly be anything to do with that as to why he won't get re-elected because people have come to their senses. It's down to... Bill Gates trying to bring about this thing to bring down Trump. Meanwhile, it got thwarted on the way, as in all good sci-fi thrillers, 
the the original plot goes off at a tangent because <laughs> the good guys intercept it and then poison the the adrenochrome for the elites, which is why Idris Elba has has got it. <laughs> that, yes, you know, simple. It's, it's simple. <laughs> Plain, you know, and the, and the whole thing that you've got to the whole assumption you've got to begin with is that she says, "I believe." Yeah, and I also believe. If you just every time somebody says, "I believe," you just change that to, "I just made up." Also, she that. brilliantly in the middle of that section, which was all about her theory of why elites have coronavirus, and it is, yeah. you know, the, the she's built up several levels of that explains it. In the middle of it, she says, "If they even have it, yeah, yeah." So she's yeah. <laughs> she's uh, she's prepared uh, to throw out the the possibility that that there doesn't need to be an explanation for the elites having coronavirus because maybe yeah. they don't even really have it maybe at all. They don't have it. So yeah. none of that was necessary. No. Um, <laughs> these two no, things are completely not. opposite, but I can hold them both in my head at the same time and yeah. believe them both. Um, so yeah, what, what we're saying. <laughs> Yeah. What we're saying is, if you hear stuff which sounds a little bit implausible or doesn't necessarily confirm what you already think or does confirm yeah. what you already think, yeah. it's worth yeah. looking into unless it's some stupid crap like this. But I guess that, the, well, that's the thing is because we don't belong to the QAnon conspiracy theorists uh, um, system of beliefs, we don't have a cognitive bias towards that. Yeah. So whereas we do have a cognitive bias towards, yeah, there are enough stupid people to make 38% statistic plucked out of the air to stop drinking Corona based on the fact that it's about the coronavirus. We're convinced by that. We're bought into that. You've got to try and maintain that independence of thought so that you're aware of your cognitive bias yeah. Either to the extent that it leans you towards believing something, or it leans you away from believing something else. And finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. After a bit of pressure from the media, Trump finally agreed to take the coronavirus test, which is basically a quite deep nasal swab. And when asked about how it was, gave a totally normal answer that a person who definitely took the test would have given. <laughs> not, not, uh something i want to do every day i can tell you that it's a you know it's a little bit of a uh, it's a little bit of, it, of good doctors in the white house but it's a test it's a test it's a medical test nothing pleasant about it so yeah he didn't take the yeah. test no um the, the white house doctor claims trump tested negative but then that's the same guy who said trump was 6'3 and 243 pounds and predicted that he would remain healthy for the remainder of his presidency and beyond so you know <laughs> Yeah. Given that he's in his 70s, generally unhealthy and can't stop shaking people's hands, Trump really should take the test. You may speculate, as some have, that Trump is paranoid about his DNA falling into the wrong hands due to the fact that one of the women accusing Trump of rape has requested his DNA to help prove her case. But given that he's afraid of stairs, Mexicans, germs, exercise, Hillary, combat zones, strong women, women of colour, strong women of colour and medium rare steaks, chances are you can just add Q-tips to that list. Yeah. And given the fact that all the other tests that he's ever done, they've all come back positive. Yeah. Yeah. All my tests are positive. That's <laughs> why, he, you know, we don't even need to do it. I love that. Where he's going, it's just a little bit of good doctors in the White House. <laughs> what, 
But it, obviously there's a bit there where you've just missed something out. That's kind of the ticker tape went in his head uh-huh. at that point. Yeah. Oh, as ever, why use your staff to protect and serve the increasingly sickening American people when you can just get them to find someone to blame for what's happening that isn't you, your administration and your patent incompetence to run a bath, let alone a country? Well, old, frail and vulnerable upcoming election sufferer Donald T got Mike Pompeo to do some of the shit stirring at the G7 conference, where, having at first refused to talk about the virus at all, like it isn't the biggest thing threatening the seven biggest global economies, finally giving in, Mike insisted on calling it the Wuhan virus, despite the rest of the entire planet calling it COVID-19 to rhyme with Gove, notwithstanding Michael Gove calling it COVID-19 not to rhyme with Gove, intent on pointing a non-hand sanitised finger away from the orange pustule, Pompeo insisted at the meeting that China deliberately concealed evidence of the virus. Well, he should know, because that's exactly what Trump's been up to. Okay, I'm going to do the same thing. You know all those deaths and infections that are affecting millions of the poor and unemployed in America. That's not because of China. It's because of the arrogance and vanity of your president. Not China's, yours. Nine days ago, as of this recording, Trump activated the Defence Production Act, which gives him the right to compel companies to produce items such as ventilators and PPE. Since everyone has basically too many ventilators and hospital masks at the moment and no healthcare professionals are forced to wear swimming goggles when treating patients, Trump has held off on actually invoking those powers because he's a fucking wuss and doesn't want to upset the CEOs who pretend to like him. Today, however, he tweeted, As usual, with this General Motors, things just never seem to work out. They said they were going to give us 40,000 much-needed ventilators very quickly. Now they're saying it will only be 6,000 in late April and they won't top dollar. Always a mess with Mary B. Invoke P. In a later tweet, he clarified that Invoke P means the Defence Production Act. I mean, there's a P in it, I suppose. <laughs> yep. What's still not clear is whether Trump thought tweeting Invoke P would actually have some effect, like Michael Scott shouting, I declare bankruptcy! Anyway, some people who understand it better than he does probably explained it to him because the White House later released a statement saying Trump had signed a presidential memorandum to that effect. (laughs) So, what's worse than any virus? Ignorance and mis- and disinformation. Lupus, motor neurone and malaria are recognised pretty bad but treatable things. Treatable by tested science-based solutions using chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. They are effective for the 1.5 million lupus sufferers and thousands of malaria sufferers who now face a shortage of the drug because Trump says it works against coronavirus. He's not a doctor. Hell, he's barely human. But he's a businessman with an eye on re-election. If he can blame science itself for not seeing the link between an old available drug that won't take years to test and curing this thing in time for the Dow to reopen on Monday, then he's not responsible. Meanwhile, the man who is responsible, Anthony Fauci, says there is no substantive proof, at least yet, that either either drug worked in the battle against the deadly pandemic. The information you're referring to specifically is anecdotal. Yes, Trump's anecdote. He's pitching himself, i.e. the people, against science. He's making science into the guys that will let more people die before they make it available to use. 
Okay, what about the people with lupus whose lungs fill with water and die without it? And them's the facts. They ain't going to vote for you when they're drowned. Well, the Republicans have finally reached their logical conclusion and started calling for old people to be sacrificed to save the stock market. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick was first to volunteer as tribute on Tucker Carlson's show, saying, No one reached out to me and said, As a senior citizen, are you willing to take a chance on your survival in exchange for keeping the America that all America loves for your children and grandchildren? But if they had, if that's the exchange, I'm all in. Dan Patrick doesn't seem to be an outlier in the pro-life party, with Fox's Brit Hume calling Patrick's suggestion an entirely reasonable viewpoint, and writers on the Federalist and right-wing Christian site First Things echoing similar views. But hey, is it really patriotic enough just to let the old people die to save the economy? Unemployment is up by over three million and it's getting worse by the day. Time is of the essence, Republicans. Start leaving the gas on in your grandparents' houses today. On advice from our lawyers, please don't take grandparent killing advice from a podcast. In another reference to Victor Kayam, ever oblivious to just how hideously self-serving he is, Trump tried to buy the company, developing a coronavirus vaccine, not invest in it, not add solvency to Tubogen-based company CureVac in an act of altruism for the world, an act, let's face it, that would have guaranteed re-election for such a selfless, outward-looking, global-facing example of humanity at its best, but of course not. The German government confirms the Trump administration offered large sums of money to move the whole research wing of the outfit to the US to make the vaccine. Get this, purely for America. Yeah. Okay, up till now it's been horrid but laughable because it's only, only, affects the USA that he's a short-sighted, short-tempered, short little attention span moral pygmy, but this is actually a potential crime against humanity. It's Hague material, for Christ's sake, to block access to research findings and cures to the whole of the planet just so he looks good at election time. Look upon your work, America, and despair. Now, this is one of those stories which I thought that can't be true. And I spent some time looking into it and tried to kind of debunk it. And it kind of seems to be true. true. The, the, The company, a few days after this, came out and said... Oh no no no! We haven't we haven't heard anything from Trump about um, mm. wanting to buy us at all. Nothing like yeah. that at all. Um, but their major investor, the the their main investor, said, um, "Yeah, they did. They they had yeah. an offer from Trump, and they came to me about it and said, should we do it?' And we said no. Um, oh, and the oh. German government have said, "Yeah, yep. that definitely happened. Yeah, that definitely so, happened. <laughs> And and the company um, CureVac has had three CEOs in the space of a couple of months. The first one was let go shortly after having a meeting with Trump. Um, wow. uh, but they, the, the company has said, oh, yeah, that was, that was nothing to do with it, completely unrelated. And the second one left because of health reasons, nothing to do with coronavirus. Um, so... <laughs> yeah, everything yeah, it's uh, it's um, It does seem yeah. like he did try and get an exclusive access to a wow. vaccine. So, and this in a world where Elon Musk has said has bought up all the um, ventilators he can get his hands on and donated them to uh-huh. New York. Yeah, and you kind of think, well, there's. I mean, he's a crazy <laughs> motherfucker at the best of times. He's going to be the next president. We're doing those kind of acts 
where he was going, well, and we'll stop making cars, we'll start making ventilators, and yeah. we'll give them away. And that's why, you know, Trump, if he just, if Trump could just get out of his own way for a second <laughs> and stop taking, you know, General Motors to task for about the price, and just go fucking, just yeah. give them to us. You know, if you're going to spend your money buying the coronavirus vaccine, you could spend your money. It's not even your money. Spend it. <laughs> getting ventilators for ordinary uh -huh. people so they don't die. Well, it's finally happened. In a world that has never seemed more divided, a politician has come along who has united key figures on the right and the left in truly bipartisan agreement over what a fucking asshole Kentucky Republican Congressman Thomas Massey is. After both parties had agreed on a $2.2 trillion stimulus package in response to the coronavirus, the House had planned to confirm it with a voice vote on Friday morning, which simply needs a majority of those present to say, I and which could have been done with the hundreds of Congress people staying home to avoid unnecessary travel and risk of spreading or contracting the virus. Massey, however, indicated that he might request a recorded vote, which would delay passage of the bill and require at least 216 members to be physically present. Congress people raced back to Washington, spending at least $200,000 of taxpayer money, and defeated Massey's attempt passing the bill. The best of many excoriating attacks on Massey came from former Secretary of State John Kerry, who tweeted... Breaking news. Congressman Massey has tested positive for being an asshole. He must be quarantined to prevent the spread of his massive stupidity. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> Over here in the UK, Health Secretary Matt Hancock, Chief Medical Officer Chris Whitty, and now in the spirit of the off-repeated slogan, doing the right thing at the right time and suppress those cheers, Boris himself have all tested positive coronavirus, which surely raises the question, how come they got to be tested when testing of frontline NHS health staff has apparently been so hard to achieve? Meanwhile, in a week when Jeremy Corbyn faced Boris at Prime Minister's questions for probably the last time as leader of the Labour Party, the UK has got a government braced pretty much on the socialist principles he's so long espoused and had such a hard time getting voted for. The government is basically paying everyone's wages. It's effectively nationalised the railways. It's massively funded the NHS and elevated the manual worker to the level of Vera Mokini's monument that towered over the 1937 Paris Exposition. Even joining in with the nationwide clap for carers public applause on Thursday night. Corbyn is careful not to gloat too much, but continues to remind the Tories to make sure they do what they have promised to do and right now, and that those high-skilled, highfalutin bankers and financial service wallers beloved of the Conservatives since Thatcher's 80s yuppies are having to rely on the essential services of the so-called low-skilled checkout girl and humble postman to survive. As Karl Marx recommended the workers are finally being seen to be the owners of the means of production after all. So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this episode. You can find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we've used a fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump just like our newest patron, Schmoots. You can connect with us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fallacious Trump. All music is by The Outbursts and was used with permission. So till next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. 
That's right. Go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. Yes, it's time for fake news. The game where I read it. Well, I'll, I'll try that again in, in English without it being so shit. <laughs> yeah. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 